Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are continuing interviewing life-changing individuals from all over the country, all over the world. We're here at ASI 2019 in Louisville, Kentucky. Across from me now, someone who is not a stranger if you've been a regular listener to American Indian Living or just someone who is interested in health and health resources her name is Vicki Griffin. She is the Director of Lifestyle Matters. Vicki, it's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Over the years, I've had the privilege of doing community programs. I've used magazines that you've produced, books you've produced, video resources. I mean, you have been making an impact for many years, and uh, I know you're doing some very exciting stuff right now, and a lot of that is embedded in your own journey, isn't it? That is exactly right. There are so many people that are hurting, and this is not, of course, just a Native issue. People that have gone through abuse, they've gone through mistreatment. Um, it just seems like it's getting worse and worse in our in our world. It, it doesn't seem like it. It actually is. It's a reality. Uh, the incidents, the depth, the duration of these challenges, uh, is my, it's mind-boggling, and it's growing at an exponential rate. As a physician, people sometimes tell me their stories, and you say, wow, you know, how can you help someone? How are you trying to direct them and help them with their diabetes or their high blood pressure or some other medical condition, and they've got these deep-seated issues? Yes. You've been on a journey. Yes. We want to hear about your story and lessons that can help all of us as we try to optimize our health. And I'm so happy to share because uh, what, what my goal is in my work is to combine education motivation and inspiration because we can have so much knowledge but where is that going to get you it can actually be discouraging so i believe that um, train wrecks uh, can be recovered wow we are engineered we are engineered for success and if that were not the case we would be in deep water and there are five major areas of battle that we've mm. identified. Okay. And I believe that we need to uh, address each one of these battlefront areas. It's different for every person. Uh -huh. But those five battleground areas, you know, there's a saying that life is a, it's a battlefield, not a playground. Okay, fair enough. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. And we need tools, and people lack tools for recovery, for renewal and restoration. So these five battlegrounds are, there's a battleground of your environment. That okay. is what it, what surrounds you and your internal environment of how you think. And we're going to zero in on that today. So there's the environment, which is a battlefield. You can have a coronary artery bypass and get, you know, chips, chops, lollipops on the way out of the hospital. Mm. So there's that environment. Then there is your culture, and that's what pressures you. Hmm. There's your brain that's what drives you there's your biology that's what changes you so what begins as a curiosity or an experiment soon becomes a condition and okay. now you're fighting a metabolic process uh, and then there is a spirit 
and that is who leads you. And I believe the addicted brain is fighting hard, but we need to learn how to fight smart. That's what I've had to learn how to do, and I want for every uh, listener to learn the tools for weaponizing every weakness, and those very weaknesses can become their strength. So I'm taking notes here, and I've got environment, this number one kind of determinant. Yes. Number two is culture. Yes. And then three and four kind of flew by quickly. I know we'll spend some more time with them, but but what were those two? There's your biology. That's Uh what changes you. So cravings and those types of things. There's your brain. That's what drives you. And in uh, many fields, the saying goes, uh, the battle is not for the bulge. It's for the brain. And Mm. it's not about weight control. It's about appetite control. That's a brain thing. And now we've expanded that to understand that it's a brain gut thing. Uh And then there is a spiritual and that is who leads you. Okay. So these five critical areas. So if anyone who's tuning in today says, I've got health issues, they really, it's not just whether they're taking a pill or not. It's looking at this broad picture, isn't it? Yes, and and it's good news. You know, you you may have been thrown under the bus in your life, but you can Mm. get up and drive it. But we've got to know the process of how to do it. So we're very goal-oriented people. So here, imagine you're 150 pounds overweight, you're, you're diabetic, you're standing in front of the closet, weeping, just trying to figure out what to put on mm-hmm. to leave the house. You know that you, you have habits that are hurting you. Mm-hmm. You have a goal of, of losing this weight. But how on earth are you going to get there? So the next layer, the layer that precedes that is the process. So the goal is what you get. Okay. The, the process is how you're going to get there. Right, right. But the key piece is your identity. So I may set a goal of reading a book a, a book a month. Okay. Oh fine. But what do I what happens to me once I've reached that goal? Mm. What if my identity is to become a reader? Hmm. Then so reaching a goal is not about what you get. It's about who you become. Hmm. And we way overestimate the value of huge seismic cataclysmic changes. We all want those huge breakthroughs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we need some of those. But we greatly underestimate micro-adjustments. So let, let's talk to the, the scenario that you mentioned, Vicki. Someone's listening in today, and they're right there. They're 150 yeah, yeah, they're, pounds yep. overweight. They got the diabetes. Yep. And so Depre- let's not forget depression. Okay, depression as well, and maybe they've got high blood pressure too. We could throw, throw in a whole list, but they're dealing with this very practical issue. Mm-hmm. The doctor told them, go home and lose weight. Yep. Uh, this frustrates me. No, right. no, no end when my colleagues tell people to do things. They don't really give them the resources to do anything, and then they get upset. You know, mm-hmm. I told you to lose weight three months ago, and and here you are again, right? I mean, that that is no help. What's is wrong it? with you? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so here's that person. Maybe they're they're crying not just because they don't know what to wear, but they're going to be seeing the doctor. They're supposed <laughs> to see the doctor and yeah. have to deal with him or her. So. What is that person supposed to be? Are they supposed to change their focus from that long-distance focus of losing the 150 to even losing 5 pounds? Or what are you saying practically they should be doing at this point? So at a a very, very practical level, first of all, at this juncture, I know people want a quick, easy, magic bullet answer. But maybe at this juncture, it would be time for me to share just a little bit of of my story. Because my life is dedicated to helping those very people mm-hmm. to take those steps so that 
so that what they believe becomes a core value. Mm -hmm. We all believe we should be a healthy weight. Most of us know what to do in order to get there. Okay. Okay. But I can believe something, but my list can become a tyrant. Hmm. A to-do list can become a tyrant until it becomes a part of your life. Mm -hmm. And so when it's a part of your life, it's not a list anymore. It's who you are. It's your identity. So I'm not a person who forces myself to exercise. I'm a person who is an exerciser. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, great. I love that. Big difference. Uh Uh-huh. Big di- it's like Jackie Gleason said. He said the second day of a diet is always the best because by then you're done with it. And that's about the way these resolutions work. Mm. So to begin, first of all, I had I was I came from a very abusive home. So I I had a very poor identity. I was beaten up. I, the first time wow. I ran away, I was five. Five years I old, was, you ran away. I was five years old. Wow. I, by the time I was eleven, uh, I was left with the abusive parent. My dad left home. My mother had to work long hours, but she was had some very severe psychological problems. Mm. So when it comes to the genetic deck, mm-hmm. okay, not one I would have purchased at the store off okay. the rack. Okay, okay bad enough. genetic deck. When it comes to the environmental influences that would influence me to a life of depression and addiction and chronic pain, not so good. Wow. When it came to choices, really stupid choices. Mm. Uh, Poor choices based on poor information, a poor worldview. My mm. world worldview drives choices. All, flunked out on all those three. So by the time I was 11, I was heavily uh, running away, taking drugs, sniffing glue. I became bulimic for 20 years. You know, and now I'm health ministries director for Lifestyle Matters. Who, what committee in heaven would have chosen my name? Amazing, amazing. And so, so I am, I am speaking from the experience who has less of ability to solve a problem than a runaway mm-hmm. and someone who takes drugs or who's addicted, mm-hmm. who is addicted to food. I had it all like F, 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 F all the mm-hmm. way down the line. Wow. So God is in the business. Our creator is in the business of turning messes into miracles. I love your story because everybody can relate to this, no matter how bad their situation was, or even if they, they think they got dealt a better hand in life than right. you did. I mean, all of us have challenges, and what you're a living example of is, like you said, things can be bad, but there's hope, and you're a right. living example of it. Well, that's that's exactly right. So here's the thing. Whether by choice, chance mm. would be genetics, or circumstance, that's okay. environment, you were made to make it. Your, your design, the engineering of the human brain and the design of the human body and the principles and the worldview that drives what the designer has given us absolutely give the advantage to the weakest wiped out train wreck that ever walked this planet. Now, we've heard your example. That speaks powerfully. We've heard your assertion right now. But I think a lot of people are still a bit skeptical. They say, that, well, that's Vicki Griffin, and <laughs> she's unusual, and yeah. yeah, she had a bad background, but that's yeah. not going to work for me. How, how do you make this case when you're speaking to people who are in the throes of addictions and other challenges? Well, what, the, what they are feeling is hopeless. That's right. And so a doctor, this is what frustrates me, uh, and I love doctors you're a doctor oh, good. I'm feeling, we're really good you know yeah. i don't have the white coat terror or anything okay. i'm sitting here with you but 
Um, but the most important thing to remember is that we are not totally focused just on lab results mm. and losing weight mm -hmm. and becoming smarter. The heart of health is not those outcomes, although those things are really good because they do affect brain-body connections mm -hmm. and they do affect mood, memory, learning, and behavior. But the heart of health is hope. Okay. Without hope, who cares? Mm -hmm. Without hope, what difference does it make if I'm 100 pounds? Without hope, who cares if I take a drug, if I live or die? So hope is the heart of health. Hope in our heartaches, hope in our habits, hope in our hindrances, and hope for a better life after this one. Because mm -hmm. you know what? You can do all the right things, have the perfect life, have an amazing mate, great circumstances, and win the lottery, uh, and you're still going to die. So... Uh, Hope is the heart of health. Uh, so it's, this thing is driven by much bigger parameters than physical parameters. Now, Vicki, every one of our experiences is different. And I know my listeners, uh, I mean, they come from all different walks of life. Of course, I, I've never sat in everyone's home who tunes into the show, but I meet many people as I travel throughout Indian country and beyond. And I know they come from many different worldviews. Mm-hmm. We're talking about instilling hope in people. And, of right. course, there's an individual aspect of that. So I want to hear from you about what has given you hope. And, and some people may immediately resonate with it. Other people will say, that doesn't connect with me. But for those of you tuning in, I'm not sure what Vicky's going to say. This is not a, a, a scripted interview. Uh, so if you like what she, she says, you, you resonate with it, great. If you don't like it at first, try to say, how can I put what's giving her hope into my context. Are you willing to do that? Share us what gives you hope? Well, sure. So uh, I, uh, as a runaway uh, who ha suffered a lot of abuse, uh, I kept uh, being taken back to my home or I'd have to go back home. I had nowhere to go. I was just a little kid. Mm -hmm. But I would hide in libraries. Really? So I... <laughs> I still get a warm feeling every time I pass a library. Wow. I, I would hug a librarian if there was a librarian really? in this building today. Wow. Yeah, I would hide in libraries. So in, in spite of the fact that my life was a complete mess, I, my grades stayed good. Uh -huh. And I, I was on a quest to try to find an answer to why I couldn't control my life. What, mm. what was the problem? How? Why was I throwing up all the time? Why did I not care if I lived or died? What was wrong? What? And I and by the time I was in junior high, I had, I had read William James Psychology. Uh, but nothing fixed me. I could, I knew so much, but I had no power. Mm. And it was not until I met the Savior uh, who could change my heart and give me new desires and put a hatred in my heart for the things that, that were destroying me. Very good. We have to step away. I'm Dr. David DeRose. You're listening to American Indian Living. We will be back with more on today's edition with Vicki Griffin. Don't go away. We'll be back with more right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen. High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. 
For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Emergency medical unit, respond to 102 Maple Avenue, possible stroke victim. When stroke occurs, you have 60 minutes to win or lose the race of your life. There are new treatments, but you must get to a hospital fast. If you suddenly feel weakness on one side, have trouble speaking, walking, or seeing, it could be a stroke. Call 911. Get to a hospital. Because how you spend the next 60 minutes could determine how you spend the rest of your life. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders in Stroke. If you receive disability benefits, keeping Social Security informed is key. Keeping us informed minimizes the chance that we learn about something later that could negatively affect your benefits. That's the surprise no one wants because it creates overpayments that you must repay, disrupts payments, and can even jeopardize your entitlement to Social Security benefits. Learn more about reporting responsibilities for people working and receiving disability or SSI benefits by reading our online publications, Working While Disabled, How We Can Help, and How Work Affects Your Benefits at www.socialsecurity.gov pubs. Some changes can be reported online at www.socialsecurity.gov. You can also notify us at 1-800-772-1213 or contact your local Social Security office. Our goal at Social Security is to pay you the right amount on time every month. With your cooperation to keep us informed of changes, the likelihood of any unpleasant surprises that could derail your benefits will be greatly minimized. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose on today's edition of American Indian Living. I'm sitting in an exhibit hall in Louisville, Kentucky. Across from me is Vicki Griffin. Vicki is the director of a group called Lifestyle Matters based in Michigan. Vicki's been talking with us about the need for hope and how that changed her life. Vicki, so many people need hope. They need a positive outlook. They need a change in their mindset, the way they view the world. Right. How does someone get there? Well, I know how I got there and the worldview that uh, was introduced to me in the sacred scriptures hmm. present a worldview that every human being has an incredible value and meaning. So it's interesting, the research shows mm -hmm. that when we seek happiness, okay. and we could say, i.e., relief. Uh -huh. So addictions are, are not, when, when, a, when an addiction occurs and develops, it's not so much about feeling good anymore. Now they're doing the addiction to keep from feeling bad. Mm -hmm. So there mm -hmm. are reward cravings and there are relief cravings. Mm -hmm. And a lot of addiction is about relief from pain, mm. just the pain of living, the pain of life, the pain of abuse, the pain of our history, the pain of our own choices, the pain of not knowing that there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. So the key to happiness is meaning okay. and to believe that there's a God who will lead you in a path of meaning. And what I, what I have done, what I have received as a gift is that the weaknesses, the failures, the setbacks, those setbacks can become comebacks. That wishbone can become backbone. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have the right principles, the strategy, and the faith, and the trust to believe that your life has meaning. And God's Word says you do. And I believe it. And that has certainly not hurt me one bit. 
So you have this powerful faith background. You draw it from the scriptures, from a Christian worldview. Some of my listeners, they're immediately you know, resonating with that. Others might say, well, you know, I tapped into meaning and purpose through reconnecting with my tribe, reconnecting with my community, realizing that you know, I had a purpose. And maybe it was tied to a creator. Maybe it wasn't. But I think the message is coming through very clearly. You've got to find connection. meaning and purpose. Right. You've got to find connection. Exactly. And, and mindset is at the heart of it. So people who really suffer from uh, addictions. I've, ha- I've done many addiction programs, many mm-hmm. depression recovery, recovery type of programs, uh, obesity programs. And, and one thing is really core. And that, that is, is that it's the mindset that we develop, the habitual way of thinking about ourselves and life and others and meaning and purpose that is going to drive change. Mm. And the more that my lifestyle and thinking can become healthy, habits that I don't need to think about, then the more automatic the behavior will become. Okay. And then then I don't have to consult my feelings about mm-hmm. it. So I don't have to grab a table leg and pray to brush my teeth in the morning. If I if I am having a good day, I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a bad day, guess what happens? Brush your teeth. I brush those teeth. Uh-huh. Because why? Because it, there's a reward to it. Mm-hmm. Something is gonna it's it's a habit. My brain space is freed up to do more creative things than to worry about my teeth. Mm-hmm. I automatically do those things. So my goal in the programs that I run is to help people to establish habitual behavior in terms of thinking and acting uh, that will add benefit and value to their lives and the lives of those around them. And th- those, those principles just happen to be biblical. People who don't know God, mm-hmm. who don't claim God, uh, when they adopt those principles, they will still reap those benefits. Because they are God's benefits. They are God's principles. Tell us another story about either from your own experience or from someone you've worked with who maybe didn't grasp some of these connections and did, and it made a dramatic change in their life. Well, I have a friend who was an addict for many years, was in prison for many years. He he ran a prostitution ring. He wow. By the time he was 19 or 20, he, uh, he had been incarcerated 14 times what he'd been he'd been incarcerated 14 times by the time he was not even 20 really and um and so he in his incarceration Uh he found the value that that god placed on him Hmm. he developed a system for recovery a friend of his who also was in the same predicament Uh he had been free from drugs and alcohol for several years we, my husband, Dane, and I were running a living free, finding freedom from habits that hurt seminar. That very night, this man, this friend of the, these two guys, uh-huh. the one had a, had a phone call. His friend in prison had gotten out. He said, I've got money. I've got drugs. I've got women. And I owe you whatever you want. Wow. That night, that night, he was going to go back. He was going to go back into uh-huh. his addiction and go uh-huh. back into those things. But we just happened to be having a meeting. Mm-hmm. on the addicted and learning brain that How night. did he end up there? I have no idea. Really? But he did. Wow. And that that night, this is what, when you find value, this is what happens. Okay. If this man had gone back into drugs and alcohol and women and, and incarcerated again, do you think do you think he would have felt like a valuable human being? Do you mm-hmm. think his life would matter? Do you think that the people around him, uh, that their lives would matter to him? No. Because mm-hmm. we resort to anything when we have an addiction. Mm-hmm. He came to that meeting. He stayed at that meeting. 
He wept. He changed his life that night. Wow. He opened, he be- started a prison, and I didn't even know about this for years. Uh-huh. He, he began a prison ministry called Christmas Behind Bars. You okay. can look it up. Okay. Putting hygiene packets together hmm. for prisoners. Uh-huh. Because his life was changed. Because he became free. We think when we do whatever we want, uh-huh. we're free, but you're not free. You're hmm. enslaved by that thing. Hmm. So it's really self-control and a disciplined life. That's a beautiful life. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. true freedom. Anyway, thousands and thousands and thousands of people have found freedom through his ministry. That and, is tremendous. And, and he came to one meeting, one time, one night, and he found meaning in his life. His life has value. And now he spends his life adding value to other people. Mm-hmm. God is all about adding value to our lives. Otherwise, it's a waste. All those mistakes, are you kidding? All the mistakes, all the tragedy, all the stealing, all the eating, all the self-centeredness, all the anger. What, what does it profit? No, let's weaponize those things for good. But there's a process and a learning curve how to do it. And it begins with mindset, which is really the topic we want to focus on. So, so my takeaway so far, Vicki, is no one has fallen so far that they can't get back up and no, really yeah. have a total life change and make a difference in people's lives, have meaning and hope. It messes into miracles. Yeah. So mindset. People hear that word. How do you define it? Define it. What is mindset? That's, that's a very good starting place because really whether we're battling a cold or beating a bad mood, mindset has a lot to do with even immune parameters like immune function, mm. mental health, uh, susceptibility to infection. So your mindset is your basic orientation and outlook on life. Okay. So I work, just to give you an example, uh-huh, uh-huh. my colleague... Evelyn okay. is precious. She's a dietitian. Mm-hmm. She came. She's a very sunny personality. She and and my background is more the negatrons, you know, the melancholy side of things. And one time, I I asked her. I said, Evelyn, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thought in your head? And she said, Oh, it's just going to be an awesome day. I wonder what's you know. And I was just baffled and she looked at me and she said well when you open your eyes in the morning what's the first thing and i said honestly so far so good Mm. (laughs) it's like a sign i saw on an executive's desk it said you're smiling because you don't understand the situation Mm. but you know what when you connect with someone who does that higher power then you can trust you can enjoy life and and so mindset is your basic orientation and outlook. It's not based on circumstances. Okay. It's not based on mood. It's the worldview that you view people, yourself, things, others, and your place in life. That's mindset. Okay, so we got it. So let's say someone is relating to you, saying, listen, Vicki, you think you're bad. So far, so good. When I get up, I say, oh, no, I woke up today. Oh, been there. So, so, yeah, so, so, so basically, how do you change that? One time I called, when I lost my husband, I Mm. fell into such a deep depression that uh, in the middle of the night, the part of me that monitors myself was very concerned. Uh And I'm in health education. I was writing health education materials at the time, living a very healthy lifestyle. And the depression was so deep that in the middle of the night, I called a suicide hotline Mm. and no one answered. No way. (laughs) No way. Really? But, I found my way to the morning mm. and there is meaning. And so learning to press in, press in to that higher power, press through the difficulty and press on to victory on the other side of it. Uh, you will gain a rich experience. You become stronger. Perseverance mm-hmm. 
is a miracle in a brown wrapper. It doesn't feel like a miracle, but the biggest miracle on this planet is the ability to press through trouble. Mm. And that's what mindset is all about. So just because it, it's hard doesn't mean that God isn't in it. Just because you feel wrong doesn't mean you can't do right. It's the secret to a happy life. Wow. So a lot of powerful insights from Vicki Griffin. Vicki, before we have to step away, we want to hear about how to get in touch with you and your team. Lifestylematters.com. Okay, lifestylematters.com. Yes, no space between the words. Lifestylematters.com. And what I've heard here at this conference, and you tell me if this is, uh, is true or not, but um, if I go to lifestylematters.com as a physician and health educator, I can get free resources that I can use in teaching other people, videos, audio, PowerPoints? Uh, free scripted PowerPoints in English and Spanish and 26 videos. Our viewers uh, can go. They can watch these videos on 26 different topics. The PowerPoints are also available to them. They're beautiful to read and take yourself through these topics. The topic we're discussing today is there. Wow, wow. Uh, handouts, recipes. Very good. We have to step away. I'm Dr. David DeRose. You're listening to American Indian Living. We will be back with more on today's edition with Vicki Griffin. Don't go away. Life-changing material to come. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. So, you want to be a hero. Here are some ways to get the job. Hunt down that killer shark. Or run into a burning house to save a kitten. Luckily, there's an easier way to become a hero. Call 911 if you see someone experiencing the symptoms of stroke. Sudden weakness on one side or trouble speaking, walking, or seeing. Stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. You'll be a real hero. A message from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. Can you guess what's going on here? It's kids getting fit. Studies show that children and teens who get at least 60 minutes of physical activity a day reduce the risk of obesity, heart disease, anxiety, and increase their overall mood. So whether it's around your neighborhood or at school, just get out and play. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575 and find us on Facebook and Twitter. The Will Rogers Institute since 1936. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Diabetes affects more than 29 million Americans. If left untreated, diabetes can lead to serious health problems such as heart disease, stroke, blindness, and kidney disease. Your family's health history can be an important factor in determining your risk of developing diabetes. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you and your family. Do all you can to prevent or delay the onset of type 2 diabetes. Visit yourdiabetesinfo.org to learn more. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 
1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Dr. David DeRose with Vicki Griffin. We are talking about life-changing health insights. Really, looking at our mindset, looking at who we think we are, the kind of things that give us hope, the things that give us perspective, or the things that can run us down. Vicki, you're trying to help us reprogram those uh, computers that we call our brain. You've got some other great insights into mindset and things that are related. Walk us through some more of this important material. Well, reprogramming is really the word um, because this is... uh, a quote from Dr. John Rady. He's a psychiatrist from Harvard University. And he wrote a, a book with a cool title called A User's Guide to the Brain. Okay. And in this book, he says this. Experiences, thoughts, actions, and emotions actually change the structure of our brains. Wow. But, he says, one necessary precursor to change is often a change of attitude. Mm. It's been said a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You're just not going to get anywhere until you change it. Mm. And that is the truth. But the interesting thing to me is that as we practice new ways of thinking and practice new ways of speaking and talking and living and habits, those changes are embossed upon our material selves. And if that were not possible, if, if renewal, recovery, and restoration were not possible, why have this conversation? Why? Uh, well, it's interesting that you mentioned this, Vicki. I'll tell you where my mind's going because uh, not all that long ago, I had a Native American leader on the show, and he was speaking about all the challenges he had in life. And he said one of the things that changed things for him was smiling, deliberately smiling more. And as I'm thinking about this, he didn't necessarily make the connection with attitude, but isn't that one of the things that happens when we consciously smile? It's called a Duchenne smile. And my husband, Dane, used to say to me, you can Duchenne. I used to tell him, do I have to do all the worrying for this family? Uh-huh. You know, he was a, a mellow person. He didn't trouble about things the mm-hmm. way I did. Mm-hmm. And there's something called a Duchenne smile. The sincerely happy smile actually stops the production of these excessive stress hormones. It wow. begins to lower stress hormones, even after seeing terrible videos. Huh. Of, and people can learn to do that. Well, let's all do it right now. Okay. I don't know how well we're doing, <laughs> but we're, we're trying our best. So your brain, the point is, your brain is constantly reshaping itself according to what it learns, hmm. thinks, feels, and expects. And practice doesn't just make perfect. It makes permanent. Wow. Uh, and, and so this is really good news. So what, so what, what we're going to be talking about for the next few minutes is research by Dr. Carol Dweck. She's a social scientist who mm-hmm. studied mindset. Okay. She studied mi- the fixed versus the learning mindset, mm. even in toddlers. So what is a fixed mindset? The fixed mindset sees themselves as their characteristics, their qualities are set in stone and unchangeable. Basically, inborn and unchangeable. Okay. Uh, the fixed mindset personality believes that if you actually have to work at improving, it means you're lacking in basic intelligence or innate ability. Uh, they see themselves as either smart or dumb, strong or weak, competent or incompetent, hmm. winners or losers, successes or a failure. And they can't change. That's the idea. That's the way huh? they see. Okay. Toddlers uh-huh. who have this mindset. Toddlers. 
will always choose easy puzzles because it's all about how will I look, not mm. what can I learn. Mm-hmm. So the result, the person, and this can be a genetic tendency. It can be, we can inadvertently as parents reinforce this mindset. Mm-hmm. The kid does well on a math test. Oh, you're a genius, you know, or they uh-huh. paint a pic. Oh, you're a Picasso. Instead of you worked hard, uh-huh. you got this. So the fixed results are uh, these personality types tend to be more, more fragile. They tend to avoid challenges. They tend to give up easily. I mean, look at me, a runaway. Well, let me see if I'm understanding this. You're saying even saying good things that can, can reinforce a fixed mindset? It, yes, because if, 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 if it's easy, if you're a natural athlete, then uh-huh. you don't need to practice. If you're a genius, you don't need to study. That means if you have to work at something, it means you must be dumb. So Interesting. they okay. see effort as fruitless. They ignore advice. They're threatened by other people's success. And so as a result, they're much more focused on how will I look rather than uh, in the face of mistakes, rather uh-huh, than what can uh-huh. I learn from this. So the mindset, the mindset and, and outlook of this personality type tends to be more negative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They tend to have a lot of self-pity. They're more anxious. They're more depressed. And they tend to be very unforgiving of themselves wow. and of others. So Benjamin Barber, who is a sociologist who was quoted in this book, mm-hmm. said this. He said, I do not divide the world into the weak and the strong, the Mm. successes and the failures, those who make it and those who don't. I divide the world into learners and non-learners. So contrast that with the growth mindset. The growth mindset individual, for, and fortunately, we're talking about this because we can learn this mindset. Okay. So so, so even if we have a fixed mindset yes. today, I can learn to be a, a have a growth mindset. Well, hello. Here I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just, just want to make sure that we're all tracking along here. So the growth mindset. So, so, the, so, so the, for the fixed mindset, the first failure in a diet, the first mess up mm. in a marriage, the first failure on a test spells disaster. They have mm. no recipe. We're facing down problems. No recipe for moving forward. Mm-hmm. They beat themselves up. They quit. They leave. Uh, they deny the problem. And so, so these are the people that tend to develop these addictions and psychological mm-hmm. issues that are very, very hard to overcome. But the growth mindset, and this is teachable. It's a learnable trait. The growth mindset believes that although people do indeed differ in aptitude and temperament, Everyone can change, grow, and improve. So they have a passion for stretching and growing, even when they are making mistakes and facing challenges. So for the growth mindset, they tend to embrace challenges. Toddlers toddlers with a growth mindset love hard puzzles. They're Hmm. not so concerned about whether they can do the puzzle. They like the challenge. Interesting. It doesn't ruin them that Mm -hmm. they can't put it together. Mm -hmm. They persist in the face of obstacles. They see effort as the path to mastery, not natural ability. They learn from criticism. They are not defeated by failure. They turn their setbacks into comebacks. They are inspired by other people's uh, success. So the growth mindset person may not feel smart, and they may not be smart. Okay. But they're going to take the steps to get smart. Interesting. Uh, now, uh, the, so the growth mindset personality traits that develop out of this, they tend to be more resilient. Mm. So we think of the opposite of depression as happiness. I don't want to be depressed. I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. But the opposite of depression is not happiness. It's resiliency. It's the ability to mm. tunnel through trouble. 
It's the ability to take the next step when you feel terrible. It's the ability to get up, dress up, and show up for life no matter how you feel. Okay. So that, that mindset tends to be more resilient. They're more self-forgetful. They're not living life to protect their identity. Uh, they're more positive. They tend to be more trusting and more forgiving of others. And go ahead. Well, so all the people who are, who are tuning in, I mean, if they're like me at all, we're saying, well, hey, everybody's going to want to choose a growth mindset. I would but hope so. you're saying it's more difficult than just making a choice to have a growth mindset. There's some work you've got to do if you've got that fixed mindset. It Is that where we're going? It requires vigilance. It requires understanding. Uh, understanding it. So when I think of the mindset that I had and Mm -hmm. grew up with, Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with being smart or reading books. It had to do with my orientation toward life, toward failure, toward learning. How do I fit with other people? Uh, uh, And it was just entirely a fixed mindset. So I had no recipe for solving problems, Mm -hmm. no recipe for life. So of course you're going to run away. Of course you're going to use drugs. Uh, And and so contrast this. Now, there's a famous woman. Mm -hmm. Her name, Wilma Rudolph. Okay. You know that name? I do know the name. Okay. Wilma Rudolph is a great example of a growth mindset that we just discussed. So she was born prematurely, the 20th of 22 children. Can you wow. imagine? 20 of 22. She was a very sickly child who contracted very serious bouts in childhood of measles, mumps, chicken pox, pneumonia, scarlet fever, and polio. And it was the polio that actually left her with a paralyzed leg. The doctors predicted that she would never walk, and at six years old, she was fitted with a steel brace. But she would secretly remove that brace Mm. and practice hobbling and dragging her leg until she was able to take a few steps. Well, it was really interesting. In high school, if I was her mother, Mm -hmm. I would have encouraged her to, to sign up for library science. Okay. But she did not. In high school... She actually joined a track team. Okay, fair and enough. And she rarely won a meet. Wow. She, she had a deficit. Wow. She fell behind. But here's what, in her own words, she said. She said, whether at a track event at school or at the Olympics, the what? The Olympics. She said, I love the exhilaration that comes with simply improving. Hmm. And improve she did. Wilma was the first woman to win three gold medals in, for the fastest speed in the world in the Summer Olympics of 1960. Uh, and so her mindset was not one of comparing herself with others, feeling sorry about her environment, mm. uh, living a life of tragedy and rehearsing all the negatives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She focused on, on improving. Inspiring and, story. Yes. And, and as a Christian, she actually wanted to do more. She started the Wilma Rudolph Foundation to help children learn the blessing of discipline and hard work. And she, interestingly enough, she died of a brain tumor at the age of 54. But you know what? She died in victory. Mm. Uh, She wasn't delivered from her disease, but she had victory over it. Not for her medals did she have this victory, but for her outlook outlook on life, the value that she had uh, and the way she lived her life. So the good news for you and I today, and especially for me, is that a fixed mindset is really fixable. Mm-hmm. So no one needs to stay stuck in a fixed, fragile, fatalistic way of thinking. It makes every mm-hmm. day drab, dreary, and depressing. Mm-hmm. We don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. You may have been thrown under the bus, but you can get out and learn how to drive that bus. But it begins with mindset. So what I hear you saying, Vicki 
is no matter how bad your outlook, no matter how bad the future looks, realize today that you can start making choices to learn from even the worst possible circumstances that have come your way. Is, is that one of the key messages? Got to weaponize that thing for good. So Dr. Rady has this to say. He says, we are not prisoners of our genes or our environment. Poverty, alienation, drugs, hormonal imbalances and depression do not dictate failure. Wealth, acceptance, vegetables, and exercise do not guarantee success. I'm in the health business, and I have known some pretty mean vegetarians. He continues, we and I love vegetarianism, I'm a vegan. We must remember, he says, that genetics is not destiny. Genes set boundaries for human behavior, but within these boundaries, there is immense room for variation determined by experience, personal choice, and even chance. We always have the ability to remodel our brains. Mm. You know, doctor, after we finish school, uh, we think no one's ever going to give me any homework again. But the truth is, you've met, you may have spent many years looking forward to that. School is never over. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a great message because really there's hope for all of us. You may have finished your formal education, but there are still things we can learn. And there is more that we're going to learn on today's edition of American Indian Living. Vicki Griffin is staying by. I am staying by. I invite you to stay tuned for our last segment of today's edition of American Indian Living. We'll be talking more with Vicki Griffin, Director of Lifestyle Matters. We'll be back with more right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we provide more than $150 billion each year in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about money for college at studentaid.gov. Diabetes is a serious disease that runs in families. If your parents or siblings have type 2 diabetes, you have a greater chance of getting the disease. If you're African American, Hispanic, or Latino, American Indian, Alaska Native, Asian American, Native Hawaiian, or Pacific Islander, you also have a higher chance of developing the disease. The National Diabetes Education Program wants to help you understand your risk. Visit the NDEP website at yourdiabetesinfo.org for diabetes prevention tools, including the Family Health History Quiz. It started off as a normal day. I felt fine when I arrived at the plant. Ruth Junius's life was about to change. Then I dropped my keys. They kept slipping out of my hand. My arm felt numb. A co-worker asked me if I was okay, and I couldn't speak. I started to get scared. Ruth was having a stroke. People around her weren't sure what to do. They thought I should go home or lie down, but I knew something was very wrong. I wrote 911 on a piece of paper with my other hand. And someone called for me. Because everyone acted quickly, doctors at the hospital were able to give Ruth treatment that started to reverse the symptoms. Within a few minutes, I was talking again. I didn't know a thing about stroke before I had one. Now I make sure that my friends and family know all the signs of stroke so they'll get help fast if they need it. No stroke. Know the signs. Act in time. 
Call 1-800-352-9424 for more information. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back. Dr. David DeRose here with Vicki Griffin. Vicki, before we dive back into changing our mindset, where we can go from here, some folks who've not been with us for the entire presentation have not heard about some of the great resources you have on your website. Tell us about that. Well, our our visitors can go to lifestylematters.com, and there uh, is an array of uh, resources available. In and they can go and watch videos. There are scripted powerpoints. There are many, many resources for building mind, body, spirit connections. Great, great. So a, a health educator and a, working for a tribe, they could just Absolutely. download this stuff and use it without yes. Yes. without basically even talking with you or paying you any money. 26 different topics. Who doesn't have one of those 26 things going on in their life? Wow. 26 different to- addictions, depression, high blood pressure, metabolic disease. Really? In, in a beautifully crafted PowerPoints, uh, fully scripted, free in English and Spanish. Very nice. I, I've used your stuff in the past, but I didn't realize you had all this stuff for free on your website. So it's now on my radar screen. Again, that's lifestylematters.com. Vicki Griffin, the director. Vicki, let's come back to our, our dialogue. We're talking about mindset. Some people think that they're basically just programmed to be a loser. We're saying it doesn't matter what your brain is telling you. Get up. Learn from your, your challenges. Uh, be more like Wilma Rudolph than uh, wow. maybe who yes. you've been. You may be scraping the bottom of the barrel right mm. now. So there's nowhere to go but up, right? Okay, fair and enough. And you may not be happy where you are. Uh, mm-hmm. But at least you're not where you were. So in, in my view, quitting is not an option. Okay. When things get, the, here's the saying, successful people are not mistake free. Hmm. They just refuse to give up. Good. So good. in my view, God wants to heal what sin has broken and taken away. Uh, and so when you start something new, ex, number one, expect challenges. Uh-huh. When they come, don't give up. Uh, and so there, there are a few steps for building this mindset. Okay. Very important. By the way, you can go to our website, lifestylematters.com. Mm-hmm. The entire presentation is there in PowerPoint form and video form. Oh, really? There is a seven-minute version of this. You can watch. Uh, watch. You can share with your friends. The uh-huh. PowerPoint Mindset Matters is there with all the information that our viewers have heard and more. So we want... We want to bring value and power and resources right to the living room of all who hear this program. So first of all, Mm -hmm. we've got to determine that we're going to identify and replace these internal monologues that are faulty. Just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Okay. Uh, You have value. So awareness is a really great place to start. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man was originally created with a noble character. And a well-balanced mind. And I want that back. How about you? Sounds good to me. And I want all of it back. So over time, heredity, circumstances, and spiritual forces have worked on us to defeat and discourage us in every way possible. But uh, we have a Redeemer that came to restore us. And I'm, ta- I'm, I'm taking that to the bank. Uh, and so 
It's a powerful, life-changing step of faith to accept that you need help, to ask for the power uh, to change what we like and don't like and give us the power to even think differently. One of the things I've noticed over the years, Vicki, we look at uh, recovery programs, and one of the, the preconditions, it seems, in all these 12-step programs is admitting our powerlessness. Exactly. And, and that's really what you're, what you're highlighting, aren't you? And it's you? not just that. I had to admit not only that I was powerless, but I, had, I needed a new outlook. Mm, mm-hmm. I needed a new purpose. I needed hope. My heart was broken. My body was broken. I had no resources. I had no solutions. Wow. So that's quite a shopping list to hand to the creator. It sure is. Uh, but if he is the creator, and if he and, and our biology, as a, a person who does research, I now know from studying not only the stars, but internally our biology, is we are designed for renewal, recovery, and restoration. Uh, and, and so it's, it's a step of faith to even believe that it's possible. But mm-hmm. I'm here to mm-hmm. tell you it is. Uh, so... I spend time in my resource book. I spend time every day remodeling my thinking by going through the Psalms, the Proverbs, the Gospels, uh, because the God that we believe in is the God that we're going to follow and become like. And so if he embodies all that is good and powerful and right, certainly that's a great goal to have in life. I love what you're sharing. And, of course, those who are, are Christians like you, Vicki, are saying, yes, I mean, I love reading these things that are elevating in the, in the, in the Bible. But others are, are listening. You're saying there's things that are elevating in my culture that I read. There are things that are inspiring to me. And you're saying, really, put those positive things front and center. We're not basically right. saying that uh, we're destined to have to focus on the negative. Put positive things in your viewfinder. Mencius, the Chinese sage, said knowledge imparts information, but not the power to execute. Hmm. So I'm here to tell you that having clever life hacks and clever sayings is not going to win the day. Okay. We got to have some real power. We got to have some real change. Uh, the things that I loved, I had to hate. I had hmm. to learn to hate. Hmm. I had to reach outside of myself for that. But from that point, yes, all those readings, all those self-help books, all those cute sayings, yeah, put them all over your refrigerator, do it, make a list, fine. Okay. But it's only through looking up and out that that list can become a life. And, uh, and, and so I want those thoughts. I want that truth because there's only freedom in truth, not mm, in lies. And, mm. and the things that we think about ourselves are lies. Every person listening to this program has value and a purpose in life and their life has meaning. Mm-hmm. Even if they're completely wasted right now as they're listening to this. Wow. Imagine weaponizing that so that they can rescue others who've been in the same place. Imagine the possibilities. Tremendous. Uh, Imagine the possibilities. Secondly, this is this is t- a toughie. Training that mouth to speak what is true instead of uh, the lies that we have no value, oh, wow. that we are useless, okay. that we'd be better off dead, okay. that it doesn't matter, that it's my thing, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. Uh, just that, the way I am. Yeah, it's just the way I am. I'm born that way. No uh, more of that language. Huh? No. Words have a powerful effect and have a sculpting effect on the brain. So when I was a runaway, angry, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, drug-taking, whatever, Mm -hmm. my brain looked different under imaging than it does now, where my radar are out to help others, where I want my example to be that which will uplift and encourage others who are sunken in defeat and despair and discouragement and defeat, a spirit of defeat. So... my brain would look more beautiful 
So how many of you who are listening would like to have a more beautiful brain? So our thoughts and our actions and our orientation and our mindset are going to re-sculpt that brain to be more beautiful. I may get older, but my brain can get more beautiful. That's a beautiful picture, isn't it? So as I learn to mm-hmm. speak the words that God has spoken about me, then it becomes natural to me. And, and I don't know any way around that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what clever thing I can say outside of what divine truth is that can really re-sculpt my life. Now, the Bible, the habits, the practices, the positive thinking, all of those things, those are principles that are absolutely true, and we need them. And you can do them without having a core identity of, of having an amazing value. Uh, we can do them because we want to be athletic and fit in spandex. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. fine. How far is that going to get you in the long run? Uh, but it's still a good start. So uh, there is a saying that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hmm. Have you ever heard, had somebody say to you, you're going to eat your words? <laughs> so first, we have to understand what's going on. Secondly, uh-huh. we need to train our mouths to say what you would say to a friend who you love and cherish. Okay. Trying to build up exactly. instead of pull down. Exactly. Uh-huh. Okay. Third, whole, and, and instead of what have I done, yeah, acknowledge what you've done, but what can I learn? Mm-hmm. How can I move forward? Mm-hmm. What tripped me up? How can I take heed that this won't happen again? Mm -hmm. Third, hold yourself accountable. You may have had a dark past, but you can have a bright future. And a lot of it depends on attitude. Mm -hmm. Real change begins when we face the truth and refuse to make excuses for wrong behavior. That's when real change. Self-pity and bitterness are the real enemies of peace, joy, and happiness. Forgiveness is is the real gift that sets us free. Mm-hmm. These are tremendous uh, and powerful messages, Vicki. And uh, as the clock is just about to win the race again on this show, any closing things? Someone, you know, they, they're connecting yes. the dots, but is there any other important things we've really got to communicate? Yes. We need to remember that recognizing and changing these habits is a learned process. Mm. Thinking habits change over time. And so start practicing today. Start smiling today. Okay. Start seeing the hopeful side today. Wow, powerful stuff. Vicki Griffin, she's the director of Lifestyle Matters. And if you didn't pick up on it throughout the show, she's got great materials, great resources for you, many of them absolutely free. You can pick them up at lifestylematters.com. 26 different videos, audios, PowerPoints, all for you to help you, whether it's changing your own mindset, helping people in your sphere of influence, or whether it's just simply reinforcing some of the things that Vicki shared on today's broadcast. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We've been broadcasting from the context of ASI, the International Meetings in Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you so much for joining us. For all of us at American Indian Living, I'm Dr. DeRose, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.